Chapter 23 From Sea Stories for Wonder Eyes This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Brett Boone Sea Stories for Wonder Eyes by Mrs. A. S. Hardy Fishes we are learning how in all God's wonderful world the creatures he has made are fitted for the kinds of lives they are to live. The body of a fish is shaped so that it may pass through the water with the utmost ease and speed. We shape the keels of our boats on the same plane, making the prows wedge-shaped. Yet boats that are our pride for swiftness cannot match a little silvery salmon as it shoots through the water. Even an arrow is not more swift. Every part of a fish is so made as to help it swim. Its body is flexible. That is, it bends. It is covered with a kind of slime. Most fishes have an air bladder extending along the back. A fish's fins are its wings to fly through the watery world. Its tail is wing and rudder together. Its fins are folds of the skin which cover its body, spread out and made strong with spines. Some fishes have their fins so large and strong that they can use them as wings to fly short distances in the air. By rising on their wing-like fins, they are often able to escape their enemies in the water. Fishes must have air to breathe, but they can only breathe air that comes to them through the water. Their gills, which are to be seen on each side of their heads, are delicately fringed and may be called their lungs. Their eyes are so made as to enable them to see under the water. I have seen fishes that lived in a river in a dark cave. They had no eyes. No light entered the cavern, and so they had no use for eyes. Only scars showed where the eyes belonged. Some fishes live in hot springs. A fish's scales are its armor. See how they overlap, so as to make a complete covering? Yet. They do not hinder the ease and graceful movements of the wearer. Scales are of all sizes, from a mere point to a large plate, and their colors are beautiful beyond words. They are often brilliant as gems, and as the light flashes over them, they show all the hues of the rainbow. Imagine a fish whose body flashes with colors, like those on the throat of a hummingbird. Some are burnished blue. Others are red dashes with shining black and touched with silver. Others again wear golden armor with trimmings of silver, or with spots and bands of black. And... As if all these bright colors were not enough, some fishes are electrical, and like living lamps they glide through the sea. A fish 
when carefully studied, will be seen to be of rare beauty. The hand of the divine artist is as skillful in the coloring of these sea people as in the painting of the manifold blossoms of the forest. And we marvel that the great creator of worlds is so careful in the making of a little fish. Mr. Longfellow has given us a fine description of a beautiful fish in his story of Hiawatha. This is a part of it. On the white sand of the bottom lay the monster, Mishinama, lay the sturgeon, king of fishes. Through his gills he breathed the water. With his fins he fanned the windrow. With his tail he swept the sand floor. There he lay in all his armor, on each side a shield to guard him plates of bone upon his forehead, down his sides and back and shoulders, plates of bone with spines projecting. Painted was he with his war paints, stripes of yellow, red, and azure, spots of brown and spots of sable, and he lay there on the bottom, fanning with his fins of purple. End of Fishes, recorded by Brett Boone.